Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey guys, welcome to a new winter, Colts and Culture. Uh, I'm here with Dan. Hello, Dan. Hi. Good to see you uh, again. It is good to hear you again. Oh, you've broken the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd want to see you right now. I imagine you're just in your pants or whatever with a pizza. Yeah, classic Sunday afternoon action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to be doing another three hits and a shit today. Um because uh, we really enjoy doing it and we want to do another one and we're going to try and make this a bit of a regular format. Um, yeah, you enjoyed the last one, right? Yeah, it was great fun. Um, had a cool couple of new songs, heard a not-so-good song. It's always <laughs> good to have new, uh, new material put in front of my nose. Yeah, um, since then I've actually listened to more William... Onyabor. Onyabor. Um, cool. And yeah, kind of explored that a little bit more. Uh, yeah, and I've enjoyed it. It's quite, um, it's quite cool to. Like, I have it on sometimes in the background at work. Um, I find it quite, you know, nice to listen to. Um, yeah, in the background, but you know, uh, yeah. That's Let's good. see if I can throw a few more interesting nuggets your way. Well, exactly, and vice versa. Um, so the idea of this format, as you can, uh, can or cannot tell, is we will each play a song to each other in turn, um, three of which we consider a hit that we like, one of which an absolute turd that we hate. <laughs> can you guess or hitch? And um, last time we did it, I actually had labelled uh, which one I thought was um, the shit. Uh, but this time... It's, who knows, it's just a, a set of numbers that I've sent to you, Dan. Um, so, so, yeah, it's up to you to figure out. Veritable Russian roulette of excrement. <laughs> Oral excrement. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, Dan, uh, why don't we do one of your songs first? Okay. How's that sound? 
Yeah, that sounds marvellous. Um, so, yeah, just uh, go with number one. Here we go. So that was your shit, I'm guessing. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you've fallen into my trap. <laughs> Straight off the bat. <laughs> my, sh- my shitty, sticky trap. Because um, you criticised my lineup last time. <laughs> Where and it was, yeah. You were like, oh, you should have been bold and put your shit um, right at the beginning. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I'll put something that could potentially be my shit. Um, but no. It's not your shit. Confounding your expectations. No, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, have you got any thoughts about what you think it might be? Or? Yeah. Um, I've definitely heard it before. I cannot, for the life of me, remember. I I think it's a song that I would have heard back when it was released, which I'm guessing is like mid nineties or something, <laughs> and I probably haven't actually heard it anywhere since. Um, yeah. I think the intro was horrible and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> really? The chorus melody, I don't actually mind. And the way he sings it is so terrible, <laughs> yet so intriguing at the same time. So bold. <laughs> like, that really, like, <laughs> like, really, like, really kind of trying to sing like death metal or something. <laughs> it's like someone who can't sing. That punky, grungy, death metal or whatever, like, grit in their <laughs> voice. And it, so it just goes into the, like, nasal area. And, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the chorus, I was like, okay, yeah, it's quite, you know, that chorus I don't mind. But they do play that chorus about 20 times <laughs> in a row or something at the end. They definitely, they definitely cottoned on that was the hook of the song. Uh-huh. Um yeah, so who was it? That was marvellous. Um, that was Pissed On. Right. Remember no, that name? Know. No. <laughs> Should I? So they were, well, they were kind of, um, they were always in Kerrang, like in 1996, 1997. Right, yeah. Which is when I first started kind of reading it. And I think that song specifically was on one of the, like, cover-mounted Radio yeah. Kerrang CDs. Yeah, it's perfect fodder for that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, it was called Grey Flap. Oh my god! By by, well, Piston, but spelt with that um, full stop between the T and the O. So pissed oh, on. Right. Okay. I um, thought you meant like as in like piss jeans or something like P I S S E D. Yeah. Um, no, they weren't that. I get what they've done um, there. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't that inflammatory. But their album cover had a picture of a little like toy model boy thing having a having a little jimmy riddle right um, so again adding to the whole kind of like the the, the pissy nature of their um presentation okay. um so this is one of your hits you consider this one of your hits well i just like rediscovered it recently mm-hmm. and i know last time we did this so i might be coming from like wildly hypocritical i know i i did cold chamber loco <laughs> yeah um but when i heard <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> Chast- chastised for me for it <laughs> <laughs> when i when i heard this i was like i was better than i remembered it and i don't know just had a little 
it's got like a little kind of like nice like haziness to it. It really feels like they're falling between a crack because obviously 1996, you've still got all the, you know, alternative post-grunge bands knocking around. Yeah. And it's got all that in the kind of like guitar tone and the riffing. And it's, we're just about to get all the like new metal. Right. And I feel like he's doesn't quite know where he sits as well. The singer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder what happens to this band. Yeah, um, they're um, pushing them hard. Yeah, I was just looking um, because I was like, oh, maybe if I recognise anything <laughs> to do with them, it might knock something loose in my head. But no, I don't remember anything. But apparently, they did do a reunion, um, and they uh, they went on tour last year. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember the bassist was uh, a woman, which is very popular at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Basically, yeah. if you had like, an alternative <laughs> metal band, you get a woman bassist. And she was called Val I Am. Oh, uh, that's good, isn't it? It's a yeah. creative name. Forerunner of Will I Am. <laughs> Sister. <laughs> uh, um, so. Yeah, I'm looking at this, the cover album. It's quite funny, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it, though. But, um, well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so... I just want to, I just got to clarify this. This isn't your shit of the league. <laughs> <laughs> because you're pissy-footing around it a little bit, and I'm like, am I expecting, does it go downhill from, <laughs> from here? No, I'm not pussyfooting. That is not the shit. Okay. That's not the shit. Wow. That's um, a hit. That's a down, that's a down, dribble down hit right, <laughs> right there. I just wanted to mix things up a bit, and uh, yeah, I wanted to... I wanted to uh, trick you, basically. Yeah, well, consider myself tricked. <laughs> you did well. Um, I did fall into your sticky <laughs> mess <laughs> that you laid down for me. Uh, at the expense of any credibility that I may have had before I started <laughs> yeah. the show. Up to that point. Yeah, um, so joke's on you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's go with my uh, first track. Um, and I've even forgotten what it is, but let's have a listen. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> um, that was cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, no idea what it is. Oh, good. I enjoyed the um, kind of like, really quite absurd lyrics. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, like very British kind of kitchen sink and like old school oi kind of punk. Mm-hmm. The music itself was like, it was actually quite like slick. Yeah. I can imagine that being like a big kind of like kind of mainstream dramatic indie rock bands but then with this like what sounds like a kind of like drunken kind of skinhead poet yeah well to be um, honest you're not you're not that far far off <laughs> really so um funny enough uh, so that's that was idols by the way ah. um uh, and that was from their um, second album that uh, that's now just been up for the Mercury Music Prize. Um, Joy is a um, act of resistance, uh, I think it's called, and that's called uh, Never Fight 
a man with a perm, um, <laughs> <laughs> which you might have heard him say in, in the actual track. So, yeah, I know we talked about them briefly um, the other week, and a mate of mine who said, oh, you should listen to them, and when I first listened to them, um, it reminded me of a little bit like an angry art brute mm-hmm. and that kind of talky, singy thing. Um, and... Or like, I don't know, like, I was like, oh, bands like McCluskey have done this a bit before. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh, it's, it's been done. I'm not really for it. And then I caught their um, Glastonbury set. And because uh, another mate of mine said, oh, you should watch them at Glastonbury or whatever. So I was like, okay. And by the end of it, I was converted. <laughs> I was like, man, this might actually be the best band right now. At least best British band that's kind of going on. And the more I read up about it, the more... I liked the way that it takes things that, um, you know, that like men, men are allowed to get emotional. Like it's okay to be left wing. Brexit is fucking bollocks and all this stuff. And, um, you know, like we're talking about putting homophobes in coffins and like, you know, that real, it's kind of a bit like what we were talking about with gloss, um, the other week as well. Uh, like having something to say and the fact that this guy joe um is a front singer who's uh yeah who, you know you look at him he's all like tatted up as this small guy you could tell he's like angry um they're all from bristol or whatever and uh yeah and he's had like a um he's quite vocal about his history about being like a drunk and a drug addict and he looked after his mum while she was dying and she died and that really like tore him up and all this stuff um and he's very, he's kind of worn his heart on his chest with all this stuff. And it really like comes through. So that song is a little bit about like his angry youth. Okay. Um, and yeah, but the same, weirdly, it's like kind of full circle because it's kind of talking, it's kind of criticizing that kind of, you know, that Larry lad kind of thing. But it's been almost like it can almost be used for it as well. If you, if you yeah, know what I mean, it could be co-opted like a fight song. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're very like angry and very, um, visual when you, when you see them live. And yeah, since, since then I've just been, um, just buried myself within all the music I can to do with them and just like what they're about and their politics and the fact that, um, yeah, they're very open about being like modern men and you know that very anti that kind of toxic masculinity yeah um and yet do it in such yen oi punk punk kind of way that um yeah that's very like aggressive and in a weird way is quite manly um of itself and it's like violent nature uh and yeah just been but at the same time the songs are actually really good and they've got really good um, hooks and are just great to listen to, you know, as and of themselves, um, taking away all that kind of, you know, political or social commentary or whatever. Um, yeah. and they're actually just good songs. And that's probably my favorite song. What one of my favorites, at least off the album, uh, but it's probably the most accessible I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I really loved it. Uh, do you like, um, fat white family? Yeah, we've talked about this before as well. Because we went to see... I was with you, wasn't I? When we went to see... Um, Wondershaw. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, I've been kind of listening... Uh, I'd listened to some of the stuff before that. Um, but yeah, I haven't gone deep into them, really. It's mainly just been the singles, if you want to call, call it that. Yeah, the music's very different, but I think, you know, they're... Um, 
left-leaning, almost yeah, like socialists, and they wear it very uh, openly. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was thinking, like, do you like Sleaford Mods? I don't know them. That's very much that, like, you know, street poet from the north and lots right. of just allusions to, like, bog-standard British culture. Like, yeah. I liked that, that Idol song, just, like, opening with the line, Brill Cream. Yeah. yeah. You already kind of like, no, this is going to be an attack on a certain type of <laughs> yeah. person in, you know, like, British culture. Yeah. You look like you're from Love Island. There's also oh. <laughs> a great line. Um, but, yeah, uh, I really like that song. But, yeah, let's, let's listen to your next one. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give that a listen now. Well, that was awful. <laughs> um, yeah, I am still not sure whether that would be one of your hits or one of your shits. The one thing I did like about it actually was the uh, the harmonies, um, and that's probably the thing I always love best about that kind of eighties, mm. you know, hair metal sounding. Even if it wasn't that um, music, is I was like oh, some great harmonies kind of going going on there. Um, but apart from that. I, uh, yeah, detested it. <laughs> Just the way he says rats. Rats. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? Um, yeah, who was it? I don't know. I've never heard that song before in my life. So it's the Swedish band Ghost. Nope. Don't know them, but okay. Um, yeah, they seem to be, they're really big. And I always see a lot of stuff on Instagram about them. Um... And it got to the point where basically last year this album came out and I thought, I uh, can't ignore what? them anymore. I should check them out. <laughs> last so year? This, yeah. So, that's, so that song was called Rats and it's from their um, Ghost's fourth album, Prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which came out uh, about this time last year. They love a pun, don't they, these metal bands? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it came but, out last year. Yeah, last year, last year. <laughs> and I think I've been led to believe they were a bit more, I don't know, in like a more extreme metal maybe kind of place. So I don't know if they've evolved. Um, but yeah, right. that's just like everything that I kind of hate. Right. Oh, so it's, a, it's a shit for you. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> Steamer. The reason I picked it actually is because, so, you know, I like download a lot of music and I've got basically Legally. everything I listen to I almost always find something you know, worth retaining. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, I got it, so I might as well keep it. Um, right. But yesterday I found myself deleting that album. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even worth the, like, 10 megs or something it takes up on your drive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. That was awful. That's awful. It could be quite controversial, though, because, like I say, they seem to be insanely popular. Um, just go and listen to, like, 80s... Be- oh, I don't know. It's like... I didn't listen to that and think, oh, they're taking, like, 80s hair metal and doing something different. It's like... It's just a, literally just a parody of... Well... Yeah. 
might as well be a cover or something. I don't know. Exactly. Um, I think people like because they do really cool. Like visually, they're quite cool. They've got like really good packaging, and okay. I think like I think the lead singer in the band has this kind of like weird kind of like cardinal outfit, and he's got right. like, skull makeup and all this stuff. All this stuff. Okay. Right. Yeah, and I guess it's like you know Scandinavia love their metal, don't they? So yeah, what works for them? Um, okay. Well, yeah. Anything else to say about them? Just don't, don't listen to any more of it. Just don't even go there. Um, <laughs> Ghost is now dead uh, <laughs> in our eyes. Okay, well, yeah, feel free to listen to my number two song, which you may or may not enjoy. Okay, um, well, I was enjoying myself here, drumming along happily on my desk. <laughs> However, I'm now doffing the um, black handkerchief on my head to deliver the verdict of shit. Oh. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, of course you're right. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I get, I'm guessing you knew who it was. That's the uh, the green day. Yes, the day of green. Um yeah, that's uh, Revolution Radio, I believe it's called. And it's just the epitome of everything that I hate about Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the last, like, 20 years now, probably. Um, <laughs> where do you think, like, I think Nimrod was where they started to uh, falter properly. Um, yeah, with retrospect. Because I, I think we both did really liked that album at the time. Yeah, but um, when I look at it, it's got a lot more polish and and I mean at that time as well. I like the fact there were all these different songs on it, but now yeah. I think that was just him kind of like grasping at straws a bit. Yeah. Um, for me, when it really went wrong was, and I've got theory because I think then they did the Warning album, mm-hmm. and it really didn't do that well. Yeah. And he kind of tried something a bit different, and I think maybe they kind of like, you know we need to make a decision here. Do we want to be successful? And that's when they made that American Idiot album, which was yeah. like the most reductive, derivative kind of thing they could have done. The most, you know, try hard, trying to give kids what they want. And it's all been the same old shit ever since. Yeah, and it's very much of that ilk. It's quite funny because I was thinking about it, how like there did seem to be a hiatus of sorts. And I don't know whether that's just something in my head. I could probably just look it up now. But that between... Yeah, well, basically, like, when American Idiot came out, the video, bearing in mind, this was still when videos were actually being, you know, watched as such. And I believe it's them on a float, right? Like, kind of going through the street and singing. And I was thinking, this looks really, like, you know, super polished. But also, I was seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, the record label, which I believe was still Warner's, I don't know if they re-signed or whatever, um... I've really, really pushed this video. There's been tons of marketing. And I think you're right. There must have been an element where they were like, you know, sitting down with the labels, PR team or whatever. And it was like, look, <laughs> we want to get paid. Yeah. You know? So they pushed the whole, like, they pushed a certain look. 
um did like the like they were wearing makeup all the time and kind of went into that emo thing um yeah which was made- really shocking at the time because because mm. billy jay he, he'd become quite a chonker and um, yeah he did yeah yeah and he just looked really shit but that was like in line really with their whole ethos and yeah suddenly he was back and Thin. fucking makeup and everything yeah and he'd also they just looked more like boy bandy and it was weird because they kind of had gone off that even though they were still like pop punk like dookie was one of the biggest selling albums of all time or whatever but like they was there was still an element where it was like oh they're still like a little bit they still got that kind of punk rock mentality to a degree but that yeah. just like they got thrown out the window and maybe it was fake the whole time you know but um yeah yeah, but it felt very much like, um, and especially the video to this song as well, is them kind of like looking back on their career. There's those like old footage of them and everything. And it just makes me feel creepy, makes me feel weird. Like, it's like watching, you know, it's like a bunch of sold out old men spouting the same shit. And then you're seeing them do the stuff when they were like younger. And it's like, well, this makes more sense. It's like, you guys are like in your 40s and you're still making this shitty pop punk music for like, you know, there's not, there's not been any change yeah. either. It's not been any evolution of their music whatsoever. Um, and you could take any of the songs on any of their last few albums or whatever and interchange them. And it just, no, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And it sounds like a, you know, a facsimile of, cause actually I think I enjoyed that probably more than anything I've heard from green day in 20 years but i i quite like the verses right but the chorus was just uh and like teeth you know lacking teeth yeah um but those those verses sounded a little bit like oh that could be something from the 90s early 90s uh, except for the production which was just really uh, again like too slick some really horrible like cheesy effects on the vocals you know to make them sound distorted and yeah rabble rousing yeah it was um i hated it i just hate that whole thing and exactly it just it's like it just reminds me of like the green day of old it was very much of that time like you know dookie 94 whatever basket case and all this stuff yeah i mean at the time it was really good as well but um and it's a very like 90s sounding track but it's like they've just hung everything up on that that's all billy joe knows how to do really is those kind of um songs and it's like why would i listen to it i don't know i don't know i just feel it's just a real shame um but at the same time i was thinking well they've always been kind of a pop band really yeah uh, so uh, what do i expect yeah maybe i suppose you sort of live in hope that they just pack it in yeah i mean the worst case i'm probably kind of um doing myself a disservice here for for what might be a later addition i could have made but like the worst of this is offspring really when i think about it with pretty fly which became such a super popular track at the time and everyone was like what the fuck are offspring doing (laughs) um but at the same time they're they're still like a bit pop punky but they just went headfirst into pop and both uh, these guys songwriters dexter holland and billy joe they have a little bit of a taste of that with their serious songwriting and then it goes to their heads and they overreach Mm. and they try and write these like emotional ballads and um you know billy joe has just churned loads of them out over the last 20 years 
Yeah. And they're just awful. When they, they, yeah. they don't hold up against any other serious songwriter. Yeah. But then, you know, when he goes back to trying to do what he was good at, then this is the result, so... Yeah. What's well, left people in the must tank? Still, yeah, exactly. Well, people must still like it if they're still, you know, selling this stuff. Um, okay, well, next is uh, your number three, I believe. Indeed. All right, so give that a listen. a weird mystical tune it sounded like it would be um like from the soundtrack of uh i don't know like an experimental like late 70s film or something like that um and the little reminds me of um when bill hicks does uh does goat boy It reminded me. It reminded me. It reminded me of that. Um, Bill Hicks fans know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I have. Was it a song? <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly a song. <laughs> Sounds happened and time passed. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, who, who was that? Um, so that was one of my favourite all-time absolute favourite bands, the Beach Boys. Oh. Um, by no means the best Beach Boys song, but I like to kind of throw that in there if I'm ever trying to just, um, you know, surprise someone with the more kind of experimental side of their uh, work. Yeah. Well, I consider myself surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what albums are it off then? If, is it, if it is even on an album? It is, yeah. So that's from um, 1967's Smiley Smile. Right. I don't know if you know much about... Um, the Smile album? Uh, only what you have told me, basically, and other bits I read in articles and stuff, and that it was, like, um, a, a difficult album to make or whatever. Yeah, so it got, you know, canned, basically. It was never finished. Not never really finished. Um, right. And that was kind of that track there, uh, which is called uh, Four Breaks and Back to Winter, W. Woodpecker Symphony. Um <laughs> <laughs> had been maybe a more ambitious piece of work called Mrs. O'Leary's Cow, which was mm-hmm. supposed to be evocative of fire because there was going to be like an elements suite. Okay. Um, and actually following the recording of that um, song, there were some outbreaks of fires in the, the like local vicinity. And uh, Brian Wilson was convinced that the recording of the song had somehow caused those fires. Um, And that was just like one of the kind of elements where, you know, the the recording of this album started to unravel and become problematic. Okay. It's increasing paranoia and issues of mental health. Um, But yeah, a lot of when Smile collapsed, basically, and and was cancelled, suddenly they're rushing to put out another album. Right. And actually a lot of the Smile songs end up being reinterpreted and re-recorded in this new, really quite weird way. So less ambitious, definitely. Um, less rich and the, you know far lower production value and mostly recorded at Brian's home studio. 
but like these weird, like quite sparse, um, stripped back, and just like kind of dry and druggy kind of arrangements of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. which I really love. So, yeah, smiley smile. A lot of people go, oh, you know, it was meant to be smile and there was so much expectation and then this weird thing came out, um, which totally alienated everyone at the time. Right. Uh, but I love it. Absolutely love it. And there's nothing else out there, you know, not even in the Beach Boys catalogue. It's a really, yeah, totally unique album. Yeah. Um, and that's one it of the weirder inter- moments on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was interesting enough and I suppose it's one of those things where it didn't like last forever um so even if you're like you want to hear a normal song structure it's actually like i imagine a nice little um uh bit in between that you don't have to like sit through if you don't like it if you know what i mean but i, I found it quite pleasant to actually to actually listen to yeah um, it's almost like an anyway. interlude or linking track yeah oh, that's how it's used yeah I mean, it's right yeah because it was um yeah, it was enjoyable, but in its own weird way. But yeah, I don't know. It did feel like, yeah, as I was saying, like it's it was almost like yeah, a soundtrack for a for a film or something a bit weird and experimental. You know, I felt like I could almost see the song, and that's going to sound really wanky. But um, no, well, that's how a lot of the well, the smile material is. It's very evocative. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a good one. That's a, a nice, you know, something a bit different from a band that people would normally associate with certain surfer songs too. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, your turn. This is my number three. Number three. Number three. Going in. i 
Okay, that was a nice track. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, um, it was just really kind of like, well, very like upbeat, positive, kind of like you know, breezy. Um, still felt kind of you know muscular in a way. Mm-hmm. It was kind of exerting a kind of quiet power, really. Probably through yeah. the like playing and the arrangement, but obviously you know it's like very nice, kind of enjoyable, relaxing tune. Yeah, do you know who it is at all? Not a clue. The whole time I was like, try, even trying to place it. I was like, could be a kind of post-punk band having a quieter mm-hmm. moment, uh, like mid to late 80s. If you were thinking that, uh, you'd actually be correct. I actually, um, Spotify uh, threw this up as a recommendation. Hmm. Um, and interestingly, it's by The Damned. Oh, right. Um, and it's... Uh, the guitarist who went on to do the Captain Sensible thing, yeah. um, it's him singing and, and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Cause I don't really like the damned that much. Um, you know, apart from the obvious ones, whether it's like, nee, nee, nee. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, Oh, that one. Yeah. That, that was just, just always sounds like a little car horn. Um, going off in the middle of a song. But I like that one. And uh, this, I was surprised to find out, yeah, it was um, a damn song and it's off the album Strawberries. And yeah, weirdly, it's there's parts of it that I'm like, that could be released now um, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially yeah. like, like the little guitar jangly bits and all this stuff. I'm like, that's... Um, sounds almost quite like Foles-esque, like fairly recent... Um, but then that chorus is kind of gives it away, um, yeah, for being, for being of that time, but, um, as a melody and like a nice kind of soothing kind of vocals and stuff, it's just, a, I think it's a really like a uh, nice song, um, to listen to and a surprisingly, uh, you know, well written one. Um, yeah. I'm really surprised, but then again, I suppose I don't have a very good, uh, understanding of what the dams are all about but i always no. think obviously like the very early stuff new rows and all yeah that biz. yeah exactly and that's kind of what i always think of um but yeah i mean i saw uh, a video of them recently like i think they played uh, Guildfest, which is near where we come from in guildford in surrey um but that's like proper surrey surrey and it's like they're all like a bit like the Captain Sensible guy, I can't remember his name, his real name. And he's all like, all right, yeah. Um, so, good play, uh, yeah, life goes on. Uh, for, for strawberries, isn't it? Yeah, strawberries, strawberries album. Uh, yeah. And all this stuff. And I'm just like thinking, fucking hell. Like, you know, when it's like a band reaches a certain age and you're like, they're just doing this for like a, something to do, for a laugh. They've just lost all sense of like trying to be cool. Do you know what I mean? They're just like, they're a bit more like, oh, it's like, you know, you're, your dad or your granddad down the pub kind of thing like that before he's about to get up and do some karaoke <laughs> or whatever. It's like, just maintain some kind of <laughs> dignity in your old age. Like, and I know that's kind of, maybe that's not punk rock or whatever, you know, be yourself and all that stuff. And I get it, but yeah, it kind of loses. And then to go into like that song, you know, it loses some of the magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, these guys and the green day, they have to think they've got a legacy to protect. Yeah, or maybe they just, you know, doesn't, don't really care. Um, 
Yeah, but I quite like it. And it's a song that, when I first heard it, I was like, I quite like that. And I thought it was down, so, well, well, that's weird. And it's ended up yeah. on my, like, rotation, basically. Um, Great. Well, Spotify. Yeah. Good work, Spotify. Yeah, You're not does, always a cunt. Exactly, yeah. It does throw up some uh, little hidden gems every now and then. Um, right, so this is your number four song, Dan. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you think of this song. Okay, well, right, let's give it a listen. That was that was really interesting. Um, I have no idea who it was. Hmm. Um, I'm still undecided whether I liked it or not. It was. It sounds like something. That riff sounds like something. Um, well, it sounds like a blow my trumpet a bit, but like that I would probably write during a, a jam or something like that. Um, it's quite a slow, slow groove, and it sounds a bit weird. And I quite like that that aspect of it. Um, and yeah, it was a bit different, but yeah, I couldn't recognise anything about it. If you could write some more riffs like that during jams, then <laughs> I'd be very happy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep that in mind. Yeah, um, yeah who was it? The Jesus Lizard. Uh, I thought it might be. Yeah, I didn't want to say it in case I looked stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the vocals? Yeah, I don't mind. It's. Um, I think it's one of those things that I would have to get used to a little bit, but I like the fact that it's different enough to keep me interested. Um, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not immediately approachable. Um, no. but then it's kind of putting me in because it's so strange, um, in a good way. Yeah. And that's the appeal for me with, uh, David Yao. Um, yeah, across he's many of like, his projects, he's an actor as well, or something, isn't he? Yeah, well, so, after <laughs> after the Jesus Lizard broke up, he seemed to try and work in graphic design, um, and more recently in acting. So it's quite funny if you Google him, you can find like some of his like professional CVs and headshots and things, and it's like there's no pulling the wool over people's eyes. You're a psychopath. <laughs> he just looks deranged. But I threw this in here because I saw him last week. Did you? Um, what? In a dumpster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the um, front man for Flipper. Is he? Yeah, filling in for their um, erstwhile only... singer who's dealing with his uh, heroin and addiction issues. resulting in death. Yeah. Um, I only really know of... I think we've talked about this before, but like the Flipper stuff just through, you know, Kurt wearing that T-shirt. Yeah. Um yeah, but I literally don't really know anything much more about them than that. I was going to chuck a flipper track at you, actually, but I thought, because um, I've been wanting to throw the Jesus Lizard in, so I went with the yeah. Jesus Lizard this time round. So um, is this one of your favourite tracks of theirs? Um, yes, it is. Uh, I'd say a lot of their other stuff's more bombastic, um, but I picked this. It's the lead track from what is generally... Th- 
thought of to be their best album, which is Goat. Um, it's called Then Comes Dudley. Right. Um, what I like about it is, I mean, it's so slow, but that kind of bass lurch that's under mm-hmm. everything, especially at the beginning, there's something so lewd and indecent about it, and it's kind of queasy. And then you've got this really like, giddy, jazzy guitar stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and it's quite hypnotic, but it's also quite, yeah, something like nauseating about it. And then mm. David Yao enters the picture with his horrible <laughs> lyrics about, you know, they're quite, they're not that direct, but they make reference to just lots of visually unappealing things. Yeah, and I couldn't quite make it out. It's like that woman, it sounds like saying that woman's crazy, that woman's carrying or yeah, something. Yeah, it's something about cleaning out her wound. And, um, right. <laughs> there is um, unpleasant illusions that's lovely but it's all very it feels very confrontational hostile and obviously yeah his style is pretty loose but the music those three guys are really tight um and so if you listen to more you'd probably be able to comment um but i think it's quite interesting it's quite jazzy yeah what they do um yeah i do still need to listen it's it's just because it's like a you know of its nature it's a little bit harder work to obviously get into yeah um, than other music but a lot's made of the guitarist Dwayne Dennison's work um oh good which I think is very quite I think it's unusual for like a you know what's essentially kind of noise rock band mm-hmm. yeah um no yeah that was a a nice a nice little ending to your catalogue of songs for this week a nice sunday um, evening kind of <laughs> yeah this one uh my my chosen last song um when i think about it is actually quite a, a nice closer to the to the whole thing of pr- whole proceedings um let's have a listen okie doke What's that? Sorry. <laughs> I think I nodded off there towards the end. Uh, in a um, good way? Or was it a bit too, was it a bit too, uh, too slow? It was like, um, like a beautiful shimmering lullaby. Yeah. Um, I think if I had a slightly stronger melody, mm-hmm. I would have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Um halfway through I was just sort of like well this is sort of nice and not really going anywhere um <laughs> I started to get the sense sort of creeping sense that maybe I was listening to like a advert for a car or something <laughs> 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 I can imagine like a a car going down a German autobahn in the middle of the night and someone going the new 
Vauxhall. <laughs> Vauxhall. Run yeah. silently. The quietest drive of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, do you... So have you heard it before or anything like that? Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, I don't really know. No. What? Who? Who? Who, what who and is why? it? Um, so it's a band called Slow Dive who are actually around in the 90s. Ah, uh, it's Slow Dive. Yeah, and they reformed about uh, four years ago, maybe? Uh, 2015, I think. Um, and then they put this out in 2017. It's in a uh, new album. Yeah. Um, and I think this was the single immediately before the album was released. I might be wrong, but still. Um, and I didn't know Slow Dive, so I thought it was a new band. And then when I looked into it, I was like, oh, they're, like, really old. Um, and they broke up, like, in the late 90s or something. And then, yeah, so they've, and they did different things. Um, and, yeah, this was, uh, this was off their latest um, album when they reformed. And it's called yeah. Sugar for the Pill. I do remember. I think I, you know, I listened to this album when it came out, but obviously didn't uh, make much of an impression on me. Yeah, I didn't retain that song. That's for sure. But it got, you know, it got really good um, reviews, didn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, I have to say, this is like one of my favourite songs of the last couple of years. Wow! That's how, yeah, that's how much um, I enjoyed it. Uh, but then I like all those kind of. Um, you know, I don't know, like, it's, it's a lame example, but like Sigur Ross and all this stuff um, that have these, like, n- nice, slow, like, dreamy kind of, you know, um, ambience almost to them, you know, like ethereal kind of vocals and uh, nice, you know, a kind of like guitar work where it's all slightly, you know, dream pop almost and a bit staccato and a bit shoegazy or... Um, and all that. I, I like that framework. Um, but then, like I say, I'd like a stronger something in there, like a melodic hook or something coming through to kind yeah. of uh, capture my interest. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's, I think, yeah, as well for me, it's, um, I enjoy, I think what I'm trying to get to is that I enjoy the melancholia of it all. Um, and, you know, if you listen to it, lyrically as well it's there's like a sad sadness it's like twinge of sadness the whole thing which makes it you know feel like quite a, a beautiful um moment um but it's one of those songs where it's like if you're feeling a bit down or something not that it's a jubilant song but you just kind of you want to go from like depressed just kind of melancholy <laughs> it, it, it kind of it makes that transition quite nicely which is one step you know uh, up um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um so yeah so that's a yeah the last last of them a nice sunday mm. uh, well for us anyway um sunday afternoon listening mm. well, an affirming um, message to leave people with as well yeah don't be depressed just pull your socks get, up get and be melancholy <laughs> yeah at least be melancholy come on <laughs> jesus um which of the songs that I chose do you, would you consider the best or something that you would follow up on? Oh, Jesus. Right, what if do we a, have? If any. So we had Green Day. Yeah, Green no. Day. Yeah. No. Um, I imagine some Green, Day, some Green Day could be part of my future, but not not that. Um, yeah. Idols. Yeah, because actually I, 
I meant to listen to that when it came out, and I didn't get around to it. Yeah, that, I mean, that, I would that album say, specifically. Yeah, I mean, I would say just because I've been um, entrenched in it for so long now that that you know that Idols would be my pick of the selection that I made anyway of you know to follow up on. Um, yeah, slow. Like I said, I did listen to that slow dive, and that doesn't really inspire me to go back and mm-hmm. listen to it again. What was the first? Idols, Idols, Idols was first. It was Idols, then Green Day, um, then The Damned. Oh, of course, yeah. I liked that damn song, I really did. But uh, I don't know, again, am I going to go back and poke around in their back catalogue? Maybe. Maybe I'll look up that album, Strawberries. Yeah, I mean, I did kind of have a listen around it, but I was still like, I don't know, there's something about that one song. And I also think, because it's not really like a hit, or like a well-known one that, you know, you know, when you find like an album or something and you're like, there's one song which kind of stands out in a, in a completely different way from the rest of it. I feel like yeah. that, might, that might be it. Um, Speaks for yeah. itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, what did you choose? I forgot now. So you had um, Pissed On. I don't think I'm going to be going near that. <laughs> <laughs> With their grey flap. <laughs> yeah, near, I'm going to stay away from that grey flap. Um, I think... You might be interested. <laughs> you might be. Uh, you might be interested to know that on that album is a cover of the Smiths, oh, Shoplifters God. of the World Unite. It's not going to be a good one, is it? <laughs> <laughs> also, like you know, when uh, people do like covers of the Smiths or whatever, it's like come on, Shoplifters of the World Unite. It's like hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's you, not one of their greatest, uh, so maybe uh, some people do think it is. But, are, yeah. Aren't you intrigued to hear him tackle that? Can you do it? Maybe. Um, yeah, what else did you have? I can't remember now. You had Pissed On, you had Beach Boys. I don't know, I, I think probably maybe the Beach Boys one, but not based either on that on that song, just more like I think I just need to listen to more of the stuff because, you know, it's not just you that um, talks about you know, Brian Wilson and the, the fact that they're, you know, bigger than their hits and all this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's still something that I just need to get into. Um, who else did you have? I can't remember. Ghost. Ghost. Oh, yeah, no way. Not touching that. Jesus Lizard. Um, yeah, I need to be in the... I need to do that when I'm in the right frame of mind, I think. Um, see, I'd probably say Beach Boys, which is weird because it's like the one that isn't, you know, the a typical song you chose one of the more experimental yeah ones if that makes sense but um yeah so it's such a vast rich kind of um catalog there with the beach boys it's just kind of like picking your entry point and go for it starting to poke around yeah yeah i'll do that i'll do that um okay well that was another episode of three hits and a shit um and for anyone else that's uh for well not anyone else for anyone that's listening for anyone else <laughs> for anyone else who's not me and dan that's listening to each other um we're going to be doing a uh, episode on nirvana's album bleach um we're going to try and do that next week uh, i believe aren't we yes Are we? yes oh yes um so that was yeah there's been a bit of research put into that one as well um and yeah we'll be going through it track by track and giving a little bit of insight where we can and also just yeah what we think of um the sound and what was kind of happening at the time and 
yeah, that's it, really. Just having a, having a look at that album because it's been thirty years, if you can believe it. Crikey. Thirty slow, horrible, depressing, dark years <laughs> since the release of the dark, depressing <laughs> Bleach album. But at least we've been able to tackle those thirty years day by day with Floyd the Barber in our ears. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, do, 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 we fucking made it. Kurt yeah. didn't. So who's the real winner? <laughs> <laughs> I like to apply, motherfucker. Yeah. I like to apply that logic basically to every great person in history. And I'm like, yeah. well, at the end of the day, I beat you because I'm still alive. Shakespeare. <laughs> Idiot. That's, that's the game. The game yeah. is actually who's going to be there at the end of the world. Yeah, well, it's true. the thing is that it's a game that you will lose. Not if I bring about the end of the world. Well, you'd still lose. You don't know what uh, phase you two up- is. <laughs> you bring about <laughs> the end of the world, but you survive solely. That's I mean, the only, way. That's the only for... way you'd win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some trans-dimensional shit going on, of course. Um, well, it's not, of course. You haven't explained. Not, you've not thought this through. <laughs> Quite frankly, it's annoying me. Maybe we could have a, a nice, um, interesting format, maybe, for a future show. Um, transdimensional island discs. What ten albums would you take through a transdimensional <laughs> rift in time and space, knowing that the rest of humanity is about to be wiped out? It would obviously be... Nirvana's Bleach album. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, have you (laughs) have you heard of Swap Meat? (laughs) Imagine explaining that to a single-celled organism organization. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, orgasm. Uh... Yeah, (laughs) just one one cell orgasm, Um, otherwise known as prison. so thanks for uh, listening to us go to at a new winter on our instagram and our twitter um and sign up to patreon.com slash new winter where if i can raise enough cash i will do an episode by episode uh breakdown of twin peaks which i really want to do wow but um yeah there's gonna be a lot of time and effort put into that for obvious reasons so uh yeah go on sign up and, g- and give some money and you know then I'll, I'll, I'll bother to do it um and there's some exclusive content there as well uh so yeah do take a look dan where can people find you dreadful discs on instagram that's it how's your youtube channel coming yeah slow progress um <laughs> no progress <laughs> it's, on, it's coming it's coming it's on the back burner right um i do actually look forward to it because i've been getting more and more um, well, I've been getting more and more into vinyl because I haven't bought any, but as in, I'm enjoying posts about vinyl. Um, uh, you know, I'm enjoying seeing them and all the different shit that comes that comes with it. Well, um, you'll you'll love this then when it appears. Exactly, and I want to see you talk about it and show me what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like unboxing videos are like a thing. So unboxing vinyl. Yeah. Is, well. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I've got? I've got a lovely sealed copy of um, a recent reissue of the original Twin Peaks soundtrack. A lovely deluxe packaging. That's good. So did, you, maybe... did you watch the um, 
the limited series of Twin Peaks, the recent one that came out. No. Um, I've been I really, saving it up, so, and I managed to you? avoid any... Not, I mean, spoilers, yes, but even any indication of what might have happened or who's in it, etc. Okay. <laughs> so, well, been warned. No, no, no. Um, but no, I'm not going to say it's nothing to spoil it, but the soundtrack for that series is really good. And um, at the at the end, I think of almost each episode, it ends with a song and the whole song, not just a bit of the song. It's Miami Connection style. Um, <laughs> but it has like, you know, proper it's perform, perform, proper performances, I should say. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, what I'm saying is that for a music lover as well, um, the latest series of Twin Peaks is a good watch as and of itself, to be honest. Well, if people pay you to do the Twin Peaks thing, yeah. if they want to pay me like, I don't know, like 5p, then mm-hmm. I'll do my Twin Peaks thing. Yeah, well, you've done more for less. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, let's not go there. This is a nice time to wrap up the <laughs> yeah. recording. Um, yeah, true. Uh, so, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And, yeah, listen out for our next one on Nirvana's Bleach. See ya. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.